Bible Baptist Church located at 2015 Beulah Road in Madisonville, Kentucky, would like to invite you to listen to a message of the sovereign grace of God in the Lord Jesus Christ by their pastor, David Edmondson. In verse 33 of Romans chapter 8, the Apostle Paul asked this question. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? And immediately, Paul answers his own question, and he says, It is God that justifieth. Who's going to charge any of the elect of God with sin, when it's a thrice holy and just God that justifies the elect sinner? Well, the obvious answer is no one or nobody. Our text is found in the very next verse, verse 34, and Paul asks another question. Who is he that condemneth? Who is going to condemn a believing sinner, an elect child of God, who can condemn one who is trusting, relying, and resting in and on the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, from the scriptures, I hope to answer that question this morning. Who is he? That condemneth. Now, there's no doubt that Paul knew that in and of himself he was worthy of condemnation. In the previous chapter, Romans 7, Paul had confessed, I am carnal, sold under sin. He declared, The sin which I hate, he said, That I do. I do it because of the sin that dwells in me. For I know that in my flesh, that in me, in my flesh, dwells no good thing. I will and I want to do good, but how to perform the good I find not within me. And Paul continued by saying, and the evil that I wouldn't do, that's what I wind up doing. Oh, wretched man that I am. Has God brought you to that realization of yourself? Do you see that what you want to do, you can't do, and what you don't want to do, that's what you wind up doing? Yet Paul, knowing who and what he was by nature, birth, and practice, he defends his innocence, not the innocence of his heart, but the perfect innocence that he possessed by the perfect mediation and substitution of Jesus Christ, his Savior. And in verse 34, the Apostle Paul gives us four things from this single verse that should give the believing sinner great assurance that they'll never be condemned. What was Paul's hope of escaping eternal condemnation? What was it that did? First thing mentioned in verse 34, it is Christ that died. It was the death of Jesus Christ that paid the full penalty of justice for all the sins that the believer would or could ever commit. On the cross, the divine wrath of God was poured out upon the Lord Jesus and the full vengeance of a holy and angry God emptied every particle of punishment on him. Our Lord suffered the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God. So you might ask, what does Christ's death have to do with my sins? Christ 
stood in the believer's stead. Christ suffered in their place. Christ rendered full satisfaction to the law of God, and he bore the penalty that you and I could never bear. And if the Lord Jesus bore the wrath and judgment of God on account of my sin, then God cannot condemn me. It's called substitution. If Christ suffered as your substitute, where would God's honor and justice be if he should punish the sinner for whom Christ died? That can never be. And the comfort in our text is this. It is Christ that died. The Son of God and God the Son died. Did you hear what I said? Jesus Christ is the Son of God, but he's God the Son. God in three persons, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Son of God and God the Son died. And there's infinite merit in the atonement and sacrifice that our Lord made to fulfill the very law that you and I offended. All we like sheep have gone astray and we've turned everyone to his own way and the Lord hath laid on him, Christ, the iniquity of us all, all who would believe, not the whole world. There's none in hell for whom Christ died. God is not a failure. God's will and purpose in saving sinners is not frustrated. Who can condemn the sinner for whom Christ died as substitute and Savior? Jesus Christ died instead of me. So the wages of sin, which is death, is paid in full. It is Christ that died. Now, the second reason a believer has no reason to fear eternal condemnation is the fact that Christ is risen again. Look at verse 34 again. Who is he that condemneth? It's Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again. Now, the words, it is Christ that died, is no doubt a powerful argument for our salvation. But those words, yea, rather, add even more force to the certainty of our salvation. Christ by his death, paid the full price of what we owed the Father. Yea, rather, the glorious fact that Christ rose from the dead is the proof that God accepted his payment for our sin. In Christ's death on the cross, I see him paying my sin debt. But in his resurrection, I see God the Father acknowledging and accepting Christ's death in my room instead. And this is the proof that I'll never be condemned. Who can condemn me if God justified me? As representative of his elect, when he died, every believer died in him. And when our Lord was buried, we were buried in him. And when God said, to death, let my anointed go free. It was proof that God was satisfied and that everyone for whom Christ died went free in him. Because Christ was perfect, the grave could not hold him. Since the believer is perfect in Christ, the grave cannot hold us either. He lives, and because he lives, I shall live also. And he is delivered, so I am delivered. Death hath no more dominion over my Lord, and death has no more dominion over me. His deliverance is mine, his freedom is mine forever. And if Christ can be risen from the grave, how can the sinner who trusts in his perfect work of righteousness, his efficacious death, be condemned? 
God is too just to spare the guilty, and God is also too just to condemn the innocent. If Christ had not risen from the dead, he would have proved to be an imposter. But he did rise. (laughs) Mr. Spurgeon, the great preacher, once said that Christ was the hostage for all his chosen people. And by paying their debt in full, their sin debt, God, being just, must let him go free. How could God ever condemn you after he has accepted Christ as your payment for sin? Yea, rather, Christ is risen again. Thirdly, we see from the next sentence that our Lord and Savior, who is even at the right hand of God. Now you think about that. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 5, verse 10, For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So comparing Scripture with Scripture, we can look at this third reason of fearing no condemnation as having a much more before it. We cannot be condemned for Christ that died. Yea, rather is risen again and much more on top of all that. He is even at the right hand of God. Now, what does that mean? Well, our Lord is said in Scripture to have sat down forever at the right hand of the Father. He is in heaven sitting down. Our Lord could not sit if his work was not fully done. He would not be sitting if his work was not accomplished, completed, and finished. Why, he said from the cross, it's finished. Our great high priest, Christ Jesus, God the Son, has taken his seat at the right hand of the majesty of God on high. Why is this? Because now his sacrifice is accepted and complete forever, and Christ, our high priest, has finished his service as our high priest. Beloved, we can rest assured that our Savior sitting at the right hand of God, that our atonement is finished, the work is over, and our Lord has made an end of sin. Who can condemn you? Can the Almighty be overcome? Can the Sovereign be succumbed? Can the Omnipotent One fail? Every blood-bought child of God is safe and secure. They can never be condemned. Why? Because Christ died, yea, rather, is risen again, and much more is even at the right hand of God. And then fourthly, It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, now here it is, who also maketh intercession for us. In Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, we read, Wherefore he, Christ Jesus, is able to save them, his people, his chosen, to the uttermost They come unto God by him, seeing that he ever liveth to make intercession for them. But I suppose the sweetest proof that the child of God cannot be condemned is found in the intercession of Christ. Jesus Christ pleads our case, and he pleads our cause to his own Father. And Christ is able to save them, these chosen sinners that come unto God by him, because he ever lives to make intercession for them. 
Who shall lay anything to the believer's charge? It's God that justifieth. Look at verse 35, Romans 8. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So let me ask you one last time. Who can condemn me? It's Christ that died. Who shall condemn me? It's Christ that rose again. Who will condemn me? My Savior is at God's right hand. Who can, who shall, who will condemn me? My Lord, my Savior, my mediator, God the Son, also makes intercession prayer for us. And our Lord's prayer is always effectual. Our Lord said, my father always hears me. And because of these things, no one can lay anything to the charge of the elect of God who can condemn them when Christ is their substitute, when Christ is their sacrifice, their surety, and their savior. The answer is no one, nobody, or nothing. May God be pleased to make it so for his glory for our good, and for Christ's sake. Amen. You have been listening to a message by David Edmondson, the pastor of Bible Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. If you would like a copy of this message or to hear other messages of God's free, sovereign grace in Christ, you can write to our mailing address at P.O. Box 652, Madisonville, Kentucky, 42431 or log on to our website at freegraceradio.com. If you would like to come and worship with us, we meet at 2015 Beulah Road, Madisonville, Kentucky, and our service times are Sunday morning Bible study at 10 o'clock a.m. Worship services begin at 11 o'clock a.m. Wednesday evening services at 7 o'clock p.m. Please tune in again next Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. for another message of God's free and sovereign grace in the Lord Jesus Christ.